What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the first and pilot episode of Tequila High Club. I am your host, Blake. Today, we're going to be talking about the stories of tequila, and we're going to be talking about the stories of one of my very, very good friends. Let's get right into it. Gabby. Hello. G'day, how are you? G'day, mate. I'm good. Are you excited about tequila? Yeah, I mean, we probably won't remember anything, but yeah. Probably wouldn't. <laughs> As I was pouring a shot, I was thinking I might have a, might have a little rehab of uh, some of our events that we've had together. Jeez. Okay, so Gabby, we're going to get into some tequila right now. We're going to have a taste mm -hmm. and then we're going to get into who you are, okay? So what we have today, we have got 1800 tequila. It's a beautiful tequila. It's Reposado. It's made in Jalisco, Mexico. It takes about a minimum six months for the French and American barrels to actually come to fruition. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna sip on it neat first because I wanna see Gabby. Cause that's how we roll. That's how we roll. <laughs> we're classy, we're classy tequila drinkers. And we're gonna see, I'm gonna see if, if uh, Gabby can actually get the flavor of this tequila. We're gonna try that. And then we're gonna have a shot of tequila as we continue to talk. And then we're going to finish off with my favorite orange juice mixed with tequila. So let's pour this in. When's the last time you had tequila? Uh, about two days ago with you. <laughs> Actually. <clears throat> but you know what's funny? I don't ever, would never drink it straight because obviously it's so potent. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be able to, as you say, pick out the flavors because it's always just knock it back and get it done. And uh, this is the thing about tequila that no one actually takes the time to enjoy it. Yeah. And a friend of mine, he was telling me about the story. There's always a story with tequila. And because it's the only place in the world that actually is allowed to make tequila, there's always a really long, long... Um, Where is it? Mexico? Mexico. No way, I never knew that. No one else, it's trademarked, yeah. So no. that's the reason why um, tequila has to be made in tequila and, and, and um, exported from there. So wow. the reason behind here, 1800, um, let's have a sip as I explain this to you. Cheers. Cheers, thanks Cheers. for having me. Just sniff it and serve it like wine. Have a nice smell. Enjoy the aroma. The history of 1800 is when tequila was actually first, basically first made properly. And it was the first time the barrels actually came out. So oh. it started back in um, 17, I think 1758 or something. Um, and But 1800 was actually the historical date of tequila. So oh. that's the reason why you know this is called 1800. So. So what, what do you think? What flavor do you think is, is running through this? Is it like a citrusy or not? A little bit, yeah. A little bit citrusy. Yeah, it, what, one thing I will say is that normally from doing, you know, from my fault, doing a, my fair doing of shots, it normally feels quite like sharp when you have it, but this feels very smooth mm -hmm. when you sip it rather than knock it back, you yeah. know? So there's always two things like with tequila is that you have the flavor, but then you have the aftertaste. Mm. So when you take that first sip, and see how it's really, really smooth? Yeah, do that's taste, mean. Do you taste like a buttery kind of? Yes, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's like that smooth, like water. It's almost like not, because water's not the right way. Butter was the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. So that 1800 Reposado is kind of like a buttery caramel. That's the flavor that they right. put through. And then, you know, it notes that it has a bit of spice in it as well. Like, yeah. It tingles. So then they brought in like a nice spice, like for that flavor. And then on top of that, the finish is the, like the orange, the citrusy. So the orange peel. 
that's the aftertaste. So that was the aftertaste. Yeah, with a little bit of pepper, marzipan. So yeah, so that's that. So do they actually infuse all of that into it when they make it? Yeah, awesome. so they, they mix it with, that's the thing with um, barrels, it's kind of like wine. Yeah. Um, you, know, you have different flavors uh, through, you know, what type of um, like oak and that is used. So with these barrels, yeah, they, they must have gone for, you know, yeah. the, the buttery uh, caramel. And then what you, you said that they do, they let them like, what's, what's the word, like for months, basically for four, like four yeah. months before so, it's ready. Yeah. So the 1800 Reposada is from, this is an interesting thing as well, is that they'll use different types of barrels from different countries. So this is like from, this is minimum six months in French and American barrels. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And that's the reason why, I mean, 1800 is one of my favorite um, tequilas, definitely. And what, and why do they use barrels from other countries though? Is it, do they bring in their own flavors kind of thing? Um, I think. It's like a collaboration. I think it's different woods. Ah. <laughs> uh? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something I'm going to research. Yeah. This is the first pilot. Yeah. It's good things to know. Myself, but, um. I'm pretty sure, first guess, I may or may be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could see like there's every wood is different in another. Because country. there must be a reason for that. Yeah. Like, why would you use it from somebody else, somewhere else that didn't add to the value of it? Mm -hmm. so, exactly. so, yeah. There's a point for you to know. By the end of this, you're going to be an absolute connoisseur. I know, I can't wait. You know? <laughs> or just an alcoholic. Just either way. <laughs> Who knows all of the stuff about yeah. the deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I like it. So speaking of other countries, you're from the UK. Mm -hmm. Where do you, where did you grow up in the UK? So I I feel like I'm from London because I've spent the last oh my god, that's how old I am. It's like basically half my life now. <laughs> um, I'm 31 now, and I moved there when I was 18 because mm -hmm. I was going to try and do the maths, but <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> maths is not my strong point. Um, but I'm actually from Liverpool. That's where the accent's from. So right now, there might not be that strong of an accent. Mm. But after a few old glasses, I'm probably going to be talking like that. That's what Liverpool sounds like. Uh, that was the end of um, Atlas on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. God, I'm <laughs> Flashbacks. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Liverpool, but moved to London when I was 18 to go to dance college. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just never moved back. What type of dance? I actually grew up doing ballet, um, and that w I was really good at it. But then I had a I had to have a, a spine operation. So um, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows in in the ballet world, you can't you have to be almost perfect. Mm -hmm. So as soon as that was happened, I had to like try and spread my wings a little bit and try and do something else. So then I went to like musical theatre, more of the drama side of things, um, and then that's a, I moved to go to performing arts school in London and kind of went on from there. Weird though, because I never, I mean, kind of, I feel like when you've done it for so long, you either end up doing it because you get land a really good role or you get to my point at like 21 when I was just exhausted with mm -hmm. trying to perform. You know what I mean? Is that, were you exhausted in trying to... Make it. Yeah, make it? Yeah. And always, okay, yeah. I think, well, it's because like, I... I always thought that I wanted to be on the stage, like doing eight shows a week, musical theatre, West End or Broadway, that kind of thing. But then when I actually went to college, we we got to have a little taste of that and it just wasn't for me, maybe just because I'm lazy. or I, don't, I feel like I'm not a lazy person, but the eight shows a week thing for me just wasn't, didn't really scream at me. So when I was auditioning and stuff, even though I, I was really good, but the passion is what keeps people going for a long time. Like I know people that were in my year or the year above or the year below that are still slogging away. They get the odd job here and there. They either have a really steady 
career or they get a odd job here now what is the passion that keeps them going long term whereas I just wanted to make money and like you know and do something that gave me that and then that's when I went into fitness I think mm-hmm. because it was it was rewarding enough and I was able to make money without going and, and suffering rejection yeah. from not getting the show you know yeah. so yeah so going from, I suppose, like, was fitness already because of ballet? You're already kind of yeah, athletic. Yeah, makes sense. And that just, that's yeah. something that... So what type of fitness did you actually go into that? Dance business. <laughs> yeah, dance cardio. So we, so obviously my, one of my dance friends taught bar, which is a fusion of ballet and Pilates and um, yoga. She taught that and she also taught dance cardio, which is... A fitness class that is a lot of dance moves that are like fitness kind of vibe kind of thing which is the best way like a zumba yeah like a zumba but not a zumba there is zumbas i've never actually done it but i know that people that do zumba will be like that is not zumba so like no it's not zumba um basically we take like a pop song and like an ariana grande song and we choreograph a class from start to finish um so people will come and then after a couple of weeks they'd start to know it Mm. so then they can come and actually put their proper back into it get a full workout but not feel like it because you're having fun Mm. i mean look at us when we go out and we're dancing the night away we probably do about twenty thousand steps without realizing it wake up the next morning starving because you've done a proper workout. Yeah. It's that kind of vibe. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, so when is that? And then from then, that's when I loved it. And then I went and did my personal training course and then started doing the actual fitness stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like cool. the weight stuff. So what, that, how did you start? Did you start a business then obviously and start running that? So I was teaching, I used to teach between, depending on how much money I needed that week, because a lot of the time, I used to give away my classes if I'd been out on the on the tequila. Um, but no, so I'd be doing between 40 and 60 hours worth of classes a week. Um, and then once I was more confident with my, you know, with my with what I was doing, I then took on some BT clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was for a couple of years. And then I did, did Love Island. Mm. So Yeah, t- tell us about Love Island because... What, what interests me is how people usually are doing something before going on a real yeah. TV show. Then they get all this fame and then they totally disregard it. Yeah. And then they try and go on this other like yeah. mend and then they end up doing nothing really. Yeah. So it's cool to see how did you keep your passion so strong with fitness and basically just integrate, you know, your success from Love Island mm. into what you're doing today. How, how did that passion come along? Well, I was actually picked up from my fitness videos on Facebook because Instagram wasn't really a thing then. Well, no, it was, but it wasn't as big as it is now. I feel like every Tom, Dick and Harry's been on Love Island and there's now massive on Instagram, yeah? Yeah. So it was all it was on Facebook. Um, and that's why how I got on the show and, you know, that's what that was kind of put on as a dancer, personal trainer. Um, so then when I came off, you, you literally loads of... This was six years ago now, so I everything was thrown at me. When you come come off then, like, you know, everybody got good deals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. As I said, it wasn't as oversaturated now. And I, I did I did do my fair share of just fashion and beauty and all that and doing the photo shoots and all that. Mm-hmm. But I quickly realised that that just wasn't doing it for me. One, I'm not a model and I don't I never felt completely confident or comfortable trying to be kind of influencer yeah. and I had like my you know all my friends I'm friends with now were all friends from before the show as well so I'd have people messaging me being like that 
you've not worn three outfits today. Why are you doing another post? And it's true because you, obviously for the money, you're like, I'll oh, just take it where you can. Yeah. But didn't become more draining than it than it was fitness. And also, it was my mum and my family really being like, you should, why are you not doing your fitness stuff? Mm-hmm. So I actually moved agencies because the first management that came out to wasn't quite right. They were trying to put me in the same footsteps that I was of another Love Island person from the year before me because she's done really well. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, she's amazing. She's done fabulously, but we are very different. Um, she still does all everything that she was doing before with the guy that she was from on Love Island, where she's married, she's got a baby, she's, you know, like everything's worked out. With the guy from Love Island. With the, yeah. yeah. So it's amazing, yeah. But obviously, not everybody's got the same path. Mm. So anyway, gone on now, but um, long story short, I moved agencies and I said to my management, I want to do fitness and um it kind of he kind of just understood me and we then tried to just use my platform to do fitness orientated things and stuff awesome yeah well let's let's finish this glass and then have this shot okay and then i just want to quickly just ask like what was the experience on love island Mm -hmm. um just very easy because it's you know we'd have to talk about a lot but i think a lot of people really understand don't understand the um when you come off the show, like in the show, because you, you guys didn't have phones, right? No. So I want to talk about that, what that was like. And people don't understand that when you're on reality TV and you don't have your phone, all your connections are a lot stronger. It's so intense. Yeah. And then coming off those expectations, kind of what you just said or everything being mm-hmm. thrown at you. Um, we'll talk about that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then let's uh, talk into how you're absolutely building an empire. So. Yes. Now, a lot of people don't understand that, like, the, the way tequila runs these days is, like, when you, everyone usually has a shot. So what we have here is we have orange pills. Now, if you've never had a shot of tequila with orange pills, then you're missing out. So usually we would do put cinnamon on, because remember Tropical Holiday, where we used to have the tequila, and yes. we used to have the orange peel and the, and the cinnamon. I mean, he asked me this, but most of the time I had a bottle of tequila like this. Shot, shot. And then I ended up, I wasn't even working there and I was with the bottle. Shot, everyone. We should actually talk about that. Actually. That, that's, shot, girl. That's actually, we should talk about how we met. Great. Because <laughs> that's actually how we met. So. Oh, with tequila? No, we're, no, we're, no, we're talking okay, about okay. this. Okay, <laughs> right, let's have this. Cheers. I think it's a big shot. It is a very big shot. Mm. Amazing. I put this. Am I meant to eat that? You can eat that, yeah. Palate cleanse. Okay, so let's. Mm, that was good. Okay, so love my So what was uh, what was your experience having like no? Uh, contact. So having no contact going onto Love Island, you're picked up through your videos, you go on there as a fitness. How do you feel like you got super close to everyone because you can't, you know, concentrate on the outside world? This is the thing, even like watching it now, when people say, it's so intense, it's so intense, people are like, oh, you've been only, only known him for two days. And obviously I'm watching how people are reacting on Twitter and stuff because I find it fascinating from the other side now to, you know, mm. watch. But it is true, like, you have no other option than to talk to each other. Yeah. Even that, even with a load of people that you would never normally hang out with in the, re- in the real world, you're stuck with them. And if you want to do well on the show, you just have to, you know, try and make it work. Mm. Yeah, and then like your relationships and everything, you, 
everything's just magnified hugely because it's true we all spend so much time on our phones i don't even want to know what my screen time is it's mm. disgusting <laughs> because i also work from it as well but i also do find myself scrolling a lot and i always try and kind of pride myself on saying that's not who i am but we all do it you know mm. to an extent so yeah just quickly on that do you know what i started doing because i started noticing that mm. i took it the instagram app and I, 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 no, I just moved it away. Really? And I moved it away, and I noticed that I kept on going back to it. And Where I, it was. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And then it, so anyway, that's... Yeah, no, it's true. It's, you know, I think, obviously, social media is such a... That's not what we're talking about, but it's so, like, intense anyway. You know, there's always someone that's doing something bigger and better, and then it's so hard to not compare yourself on that. So sometimes you do end up getting a rabbit hole. But that's all, almost why I haven't put myself on TikTok. Like, I am on TikTok, but I haven't really focused on growing it. Just because I'm like, that is going to take so much more of my time because I'm, I don't have a million followers on TikTok. Mm. So in order to get there, it's going to take a lot of, like, blood, sweat and tears, you know, yeah. because it's it's crazy on there at the moment. But anyway, yeah, so when you're, when you're on the show everything is magnified. Not only do you have to build relationships really quickly, but you, you can't leave. I mean, you can, there's a door, but mm. you walk out and then there's a producer going, don't leave. These are the reasons why you shouldn't leave and you know, cause it just doesn't work in their favor. 100%. Um, but then also your relationships like you, with, not just even with, you know, your other half in there with everybody else is just so magnified. So you end, up, you, you end up being upset over the stupidest thing. And then when you look back, you're like, oh my God, cringe. Like I would never have been upset over, over that in real life. Yeah. But in there, you don't have anyone, you don't, I can't ring you and go, listen, He's being an arsehole, what do you think about this? And then you give me your, your perspective on it. You only have these 10 other, idiots that chose to do the show as well <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like it's their it's their views on it and you never know who's trying to do you well or who's not and yeah. it's, I mean, it's one big game right? yeah it is a game and obviously there's people in there that have good good intentions but you do get people in there that are mm-hmm. there for one thing 50 grand yeah which isn't a lot <laughs> and actually the grand scheme of things these days do you feel people go onto the show more so just to get the fame because they know there's more it's worth more than fifty thousand? mate transparency i maybe it's because i've had a tequila but when i went on the show i thought i was going to be on there for like a week or so and i thought right i'm gonna get a hundred thousand followers i'm gonna come out and i'm gonna charge a hundred pounds an hour for pt <laughs> that's that's literally what I thought. And if one actually happened, and then I stopped that for eight weeks. <laughs> so when I came out, um, I got my phone back, and I had just under half a million followers. And then within, I think it was in like within a week, I had a million. Yeah. And it's because I don't even know how that happens. Maybe it's just your engagement is so high that you, that's all people see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't charge a hundred pounds for PTs anymore. I don't do them. <laughs> What do you do now? Um, I, this is really, I really love like, because I've known you, we've known each other what, for like, what, four, five? Yeah, four, it was, four, yeah, four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Seeing how like you've grown your business to where it is now, it's super inspiring. And Thanks. I think a lot of people, are, this is what I'm excited about. Well, I'm excited about talking about how we met, but 
We'll talk about that after because that's funny as fuck. So <laughs> you building your business and having your mindset of, do you feel like it, it really blew up during COVID? Is that, that when that sector? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. So pre-COVID, where were you in your business? And then what did you sort of adapt and what really blew up for during COVID? So just before COVID, I'd been in the industry for a couple of years and it was... Not slowing down, but it, my clientele as such were changing. I was getting better jobs, but less often, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like when you first come out, every every fast fashion brand is like, I want to pay this, want to do this, want to do it, like, and give you everything. Whereas then I, they started to filter out and I was actually working with just sports brands really, like, and you know, health and wellness, which is what I want. I want to be more streamlined. Anyway, so I started doing more fitness related stuff and then I started doing a couple of Shape Up Lives, which is where I go back to my roots and I do a class with people because although, like, don't get me wrong, I'm so grateful for my platform and be able to uh, appeal to the mass markets and be able to do everything online. But there's something different about, like, doing, being able to go over so, to someone and correct them and, right. you know, give them and touch someone. Oh, it's not a weird way, but, you know, but like, you know, like, kind of just being more, it's more intimate and it's more, yeah. that is what I, I was, to blow me on top that I was a really great teacher. That's proper coaching. Yeah, proper yeah. coaching, and I loved it. And that's what, look at me, every time I'm passionate about something, I'm like, I want to stand up and do a TED talk. Yeah, our, our video team is like, <laughs> how we can I recorrect this? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I started doing that and then literally, and then I had some booked in and COVID hit, so I had to cancel everything. So everything then went online. Mm. So I saw other people start to do some fitness classes. And I think honestly, that's the only reason why I was sane during it, because I had a schedule. I was doing eight live workouts a week at 10 a.m. every day. I was on, on Instagram, just making up another class. And you know what? To this day, I've never once repeated a class. I always make it fresh. Every single day, the day before, I always write a new class. I use the same formats because people like certain, you know, they're like, that was an amazing class. But what I like keeping things fresh because it also keeps it fresh for me, you know? Mm. But anyway, so yeah, I went on to that. And then from there, it just I just built a community. It was, I was working for free for so long. I reckon for a year just through lockdown because obviously we were all in a weird place with money wise and everything like that but as things started to get back a bit better obviously yeah. i was like i can't just do this forever for free yeah um so then i was able to turn it into a, more of a business but it didn't change anything and to be honest with you everyone that was with me during lockdown pretty much stayed with me and i have people now that have been with me for three four years mm-hmm. or however long lockdown was it feels like that was a lifetime ago yeah but they stuck with me because they they knew the value of what they were getting in the first place. So then I've now got an app from, um, I was going to build my own app, but in the long run, I mean, I'm 31, as I've said, and I think I don't want to have that pressure when I can just do what I'm doing now and have somebody else do it for me. So it's like, I have went to a company and I, they could take 20% of what I'm earning and I don't have to think about it. I just provide the content and, yeah. co- and deal with the community. And it's basically everything that I was doing before, but it's on a much cleaner, better platform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like every step since Love Island has been fitness, but I've kind of just had to navigate how I wanted it to go and then it just grow on it from that. And I think I have to say, even though Love Island obviously gave me the opportunity to have the platform, I'd be, I've fucking work my arse off as well and as you said so it it's it is i've still put my back into it and really tried to make it work and it has i think it's paid off i appreciate that because yeah like even through like covid like you'd call me or you send me voice notes and yeah. and you'd be asking me about certain things about the app 
and that's yeah, yeah. It, and the cool thing is that when people usually ask you for advice or just like kind of rant they go off and just like either don't do it or like try and like you've learned something from yeah, yeah or they go the opposite way right and what i like about you that you've always taken you know that position to try and get ahead and you're just trying to figure out okay when's the right time and still but when if it's not the right time here you then come over here and change your trajectory and i think that's super important for everyone to understand yeah 100 percent. always like even if you're not going forward this way you yeah. can always go forward now. yeah yeah it's you know? so true it is so true and i've had different opportunities i actually brought out an app in 2017 mm-hmm. and it did really really well like it was top of the whole app store for like five days not even just health and wellness the whole app store so it absolutely killed it but i wasn't being managed correctly and i didn't have the knowledge about the industry to know that if that if i knew what i knew now i should have built on that and i would probably have one of the best performing fitness apps ever (laughs) um because people that are in my competition now they've been going for a long time and they've had you'd be you know had the right kind of guidance i didn't know that my old manager thought it was like a kind of quick book i don't get me wrong it, it was just that but i've had to kind of start from scratch a little bit again but it's fine because i learned from that you know so now it's like it's about building on top of things rather than quick book stuff mm-hmm. and you know um i think that was what i said about the app thing i could have spent the next two years putting all of my money and all of my savings into building a 300 grand app mm-hmm. or i can just say to this company listen i'm going to pay you x amount you take 20 percent. i get a good monthly payment from it but it's a partnership and it, we, we can support each other in it rather than me trying to like find money from everywhere to try and build something that's and build something that you have no idea if it's going to even do well yeah. exactly yeah do you feel that that's some good advice for people that you know everyone thinks about oh am i leaving money on the table or like you know do i really need to do all of this myself so i grab all the profits do you, do you think it's smart for people to think outside of the box and go look if i can pay or pay someone or you know, they take the 20% cut and then I can just focus on what I want to do. Do you think that's a, 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 a great way for everyone to do? Yeah, I think like you just have to explore the options that are right for you. Like I didn't have the disposable income to put aside. I mean, it wouldn't have been there and then 200 grand just pay, but it would have been over the next two years to have those lump sums of money. I mean, I've got the tax man on my back and he's an absolute dick. <laughs> um, I also have two houses to pay for. I support my family and things. There's, it was just, it didn't make sense for me to also put that pressure upon myself when I had an, a, another option that was, yeah, you know what? In, I might not have my own app like to be able to sell in the long run but i'll have all the data from it because it'll be all of my content and i'll have all of the emails which is like how many how many emails are so important i'm like wow it's having they went out of the window about five years ago four or five years ago and now they've come in yeah apparently it's it's a it went through yeah it went down and then because social media came up yeah No. And then now you look at Instagram and stuff like that, and everyone realized that if you still want to connect with all your your network, yeah, you need the emails. Yeah, the emails yeah. are the best way. Like, well, not the best way, but like another. Yeah. So I think it's basically you just have to decide on what's more important: greed and like fast. You know, mm. you know that you're going to see the return. I mean, I suppose if I would have had the money, then no, I think it was also my age that played a part. Mm. But I think just maybe just explore what you look at the. It's not the five-year plan it's a 10-year plan it's a 15-year plan i don't want to be doing what i'm doing now mm-hmm. 
in 10 years time. I reckon I've got another 10 years in me. But, you know, things happen, life happens, and I want to have the freedom to be able to do nice things and mm. not have to think, oh, I can't go to Bali to see Blake. Yeah. Because I've got 50 grand to spend next month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just choosing what's more important. And if you can do something to a level that you want to execute at without spending all your money yeah. <laughs> and selling your house. Yeah, being being smart on it yeah. means your cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. So let's have a drink of this and then let's talk about the other thing on your app because I know where that's coming. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. So what do you think, what do you think about orange and tequila? I love orange and tequila. I think it's... It's... I can't, I can't even taste that. Maybe it's because I've already had a shot of it, but it tastes just like... It's such a nice should we, balance. True for Warren. I wasn't there. I was alive. But after this, I'll be like, right, maybe let's I'll, get it. Maybe I'll put too much orange in. No, I do. I like the way. We could, we could go to Luigi's tonight. Is that the Pizza Flakes? Yeah. Gosh. You're going to have to stir it with your finger. Classic. <laughs> we sold it all classic. It's like classic. You know what I was going to figure out. He <laughs> could have bought a Sarah. Yeah. Oh well. Cheers to class. Oh, cheers. I still can't taste the tequila. <laughs> Just drink it too, too sweet past. Um, so do you want to think now again? So you okay, so you've done the app now is the app launched? Yeah. It's already integrated. Yeah. Okay, cool. But you're doing one step which I'm really excited about this because I really feel like this is where your brand building and what you love, right, is the in-person coach yeah 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 but this is a, a huge like business money maker and a lot of people strive to do this and i think you're probably in one of the best positions so what are you doing now and where is it and it's your first let's so, go i've literally wanted to do this for years and it was my way of being able to teach classes again but not commit long term on a schedule so i was like I want to do a retreat. Um, but retreat to me sounds like it's all gonna be namaste and you know, all which I'm into that stuff. Oh, There's other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no faster involved. The um yeah, I, I don't it's not a retreat, it's more of a like I want it to be a experience or like an adventure. And I've said on the emails and stuff, it's like shape up adventure. But basically I'm doing a shape up adventure slash retreat no fasting um for it's six days in south of it's marbella so it's just an hour it's an hour north from marbella so south spain i think that is mm-hmm. um and it's my first one and i'm absolutely shitting myself but everything that i do i put my freaking heart and soul into it so it's going to be good regardless mm-hmm. you know um and yeah it's sold out within like pretty much the first day which is fucking That's amazing insane. yeah well i mean it was getting the money off people People saying that they wanted the places was like done there and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's sold. It's sold. So it was ni- it's nice that that kind of gives me the, the it's rewarding for one. It gives me the kind of energy to be like, oh my God, people actually want this from me. Yeah. So I actually booked an extra week afterwards because I was going to do because there was so much um, response from it. I was like, I may as well just do this following week as well. And then actually took a step back and I was like, right, this is my first one. I should probably just do the first week. <clears throat> Talking about not being greedy. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, right, I know you're getting excited. Take a step back. You need to process and digest what's just happened mm-hmm. after the first week. Because 
as I said, it's the first one. Things are going to go wrong. There's going to be things that I need to learn from and put in place for the next time. So I'm doing the six days. Yeah, I mean, it's got, it's epic. The the villa that I'm doing it in is like six floor six floories. Six floories. Six floories. Six stories. Six stories. Sure, and you're going to be definitely on the floor. <laughs> on the floories. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, it, the the villa's epic, and I was lucky to kind of find someone that is going to work with me on that. Um, and yeah, and then I'm bringing over another trainer too, who and uh, she's not. She's not a massive influencer, but she's one of the most knowledgeable, talented trainers that I've ever met. Mm -hmm. She also comes from a dance background. She's amazing. So I know that she wants to do her retreats too, but it's about like funds and things like that. So hopefully she can kind of gain some knowledge about this and then maybe be able to do her own, you know, in the future. Do you feel that you could probably... Because I think, I mean, I, I look up to you like... I mean, I feel like I always say on Instagram that like you're like my little sister and stuff. Yeah. But I, I look up to you because of just like the success and um, you're way fitter than me. <laughs> way fitter than me. Um, and... We say that though. I did go to the gym today because I was like, fucking can't be arsed. And then he's like, I'm done. And I was like, blink. Yeah, well, I've also been drunk for the last three days. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and... Uh, Thinking about being drunk. Um, I mean, we are drunk. If we are now, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit sauce. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so we, um, fuck. What are we? Doing? <laughs> you say you look up to me because I'm a mate. Oh yeah, because you're looking up to me. Because you're looking up to you. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking up to you because I think a lot of people, if you, if you build your retreats, because the retreats is one thing where you could actually mentor a lot of females coming through and be able to show them the ropes, right? Good. And you know, with your following your brand, your brand's now gonna like grow like even more because of the app, but then also because of the retreats. Um, I think there's a really good opportunity for you to be able to like mentor and, and help other people. Yeah. Is that something that you kind of want to do in, and thought of? I think like the, the aim with the retreats is that I would like to get a few years of actually doing maybe three, Maybe two or three retreats a year, depending on. Gonna see how this one goes. I might try and do another one in October, um, or September, October. Um, but I want to spend a few years doing that, and then I would like them to ro um, run on their own, hopefully, and you know, shape up as a brand. I'd probably be there, but maybe I wouldn't have to teach all the time or whatever. I think if people, if I have a community that's strong enough, they will trust that I would bring people along to teach in the way that I would teach. Because the part, what I find a battle is at the moment is that when I've done um, my online programs through, when I was doing them through lockdown, etc., um, I bring in guest trainers to try and give me a little bit of a break. So I don't have to do the eight classes a week. And people loved it. But when I ask for feedback or whatever, it always comes down to, she's amazing, but she's not you. And I'm like, but I'm not immortal. And I also like get injuries or I have like, so it's like trying to build the kind, my own team that. That, that comes under the shape of brand. Yeah, so they know that it's not always just gonna be guaranteed me because I can't be in 10 places at once and I can't, you know what I mean? Mm. So that's the kind of aim. And then like, yeah, maybe in the long run. I, you know what, I'd love to have a studio. I think when I choose to stay somewhere for a while, we were talking about this the other day, mm. if I was to live, 
I don't know whether me and Brandon are going to live in England forever, but I don't think we'll move away forever either. I think we'll definitely end up back in the UK. Brandon seems like he fucking hates the UK. Yeah, he does because the tax man is an absolute yeah, cock. Yeah, again, absolute right. Yeah, but for the future, like long run, I think... And, and who's you guys? I have this feeling that you guys are going to end up in Bali. You're going to be living, I'm going to like. I'm going to be able to sick up Spiller. You're going to be like my roommates. <laughs> I'm not going to charge her any brand. Thanks, mate. I'm going to studio for you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, that's the thing. I think wherever I live, I would like to maybe have. I'd love to have a studio for a time in my life because I think teaching like that before I'm too old to do it. I think it's something that I want to do again. I, um, I figured out. Maybe how we're chatting. So um, we're chatting. Uh, I think it was at Atlas or no, it was at Mosto. We were in Mosto, yeah, dinner. And you're thinking, you're thinking that okay, Bali's hell far away, and you're not going to be able to. Think, you don't think you're going to be able to get like your basically followers and mm. everyone mm. over to Bali. But then I thought you could easily run really cool ads under the Shape Up brand mm. uh, that would target Australians because Australians love Love Island. And you're one of the OGs yeah. and you're a huge social influencer, right? So we could run some funny as fucking good. And also, when you also move to another place, though, your algorithm changes anyway, I think, because it kind of um, figures itself out to be in that area. Like when I was in Dubai, wasn't I, for like six months? And it definitely, I, I built quite a few, like a lot of following from Dubai when I was there mm-hmm. because it targets those people, I think. Anyway. I think it's your, I think it's your, cause you're posting at like the time, yeah. you know, and yeah. you're in the story. So more people are seeing that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's something that I would maybe like to do in the future. And um, we've got some, um, actually, there's a place called Obsidian here that just got, so, oh, you went to Obsidian? Yeah. So I spoke to another homie who's a big influencer. He's going to be on the show um, in two weeks. Ooh. And, He's funny as fuck. He's like, he's this German, like, I talk about Nicholas. Um, Wait, the yeah. guy that was at Atlas? Oh, no, he's not German. No, he's no, true. No, Nicholas. <laughs> that was a, wow. And then Andrew, coming at you strong. He did this funny as fuck video uh, about cameras. Wait, fuck it. We should just watch it. Here's the shit. Dude, I'm going to watch that. Shout out to Nicholas because like I'm gonna show you this, and we'll just put this up. Thing I love about talk shows is we can do whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. Alright, so let's look at Nick. Look at your hair. I know. Rapunzel over here. Jeez. Remember when we first met? Okay, now we're getting. We need twelve. <laughs> Dude, that's the best to last. My hair was like here when I first. I know. Yeah. Alright, watch this. Alright, so the video I'm gonna show, you, and I think so. There's a big thing in um. I don't know if it's around the world, but like Bali, there's so many fitness influencers here now. Yeah, you don't say. And they That's kind of really in. Alright, so Nicholas is fucking hilarious. He's mad. Okay, he's always got a million followers, but this is his like, he does all the videos himself. He edits them all. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I love it. Is it here now? Yeah. 
I, I was um, I was at the gym today and you was there. We had like a fucking hell long like. You wouldn't be sick to do like a collab with. When you, oh you leave on Wednesday. Do something tomorrow. I'll message him now. All right, hang on. Let's do a video join. Hey, Broski. Tonight I'm doing the first episode about to kill high club, but. We're here with Gabby, he's like one of our best friends in the UK. Do you want like one of those really annoying influencers with the video cameras? Like, <laughs> oh my God. I just showed you your video, bro. So um, uh, Gabby's a big influencer, fitness influencer from the UK. So she leaves on Wednesday. Uh, you guys should definitely team up if you can do some, some funny shit or something. But uh, yeah, let's do it. Cute. It's so true. I went to, I went to, um, Bam Bamboo Fitness in. Oh yeah, how was that? No, it was really. It was gym's really like sick, right? the gym sick, but shout out Will Bamboo Fitness. Bro. Yeah, it was the gym was sick, but the there was this like couple in there, and I was like, how can you not have any concept? Like any, well yeah, any concept of what is going on? They were literally walking. Out, like say if you say if you were me doing squats. Yeah. They'd literally walk around the back, and like say this is my area. They'd like pick up some weights and put and she'd be stood there with the with the camera like this and he'd just be like in front of me just like used to wait till I was like oh my god what are you doing I'm gonna send that clip to Nick <laughs> Nick was Nick was just saying that exact same shit it, it's crazy they literally there was a couple and they were taking it down to go and stand in other people's workspace and I'm like you can like I obviously film myself as well when I'm in the gym and you can do whatever you want but have some like kind of because also I literally I moved to a new gym in London and I got an email the other day saying someone was complaining that I'd filmed in the gym and there was like a person in the background it wasn't even them emailing they were just saying you know and that's fair enough I obviously deleted it their name Karen yeah their name was fucking Karen um but and it was on cinematic as well little dicks but anyway um, <laughs> um yeah no I was just looking at these people and then they, don't get me wrong, they were beautiful people. I'm just like, I'm fucking sweating my tits off, no makeup on, like feel awful. And you're stood there with these six pack and your beach blonde hair. Like. I would have started sneezing. <laughs> I was just, just got your arse out. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, let's talk about what we first met. All uh, right, so we had a first fucking album. <laughs> Um, so long ago now. Yeah, it was what, 2008? It was 2018, maybe end of 2017, because before Yana. No, it wasn't 2017, because that was my Love Island year. 2018 then. Mm. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm in... <laughs> just like, it was like how we met. It wasn't even me who met you, it was like that Manchester dude. Remember Dumbria? Yeah. Yeah. He so, walked over, it was like, didn't he sit like... It was just been an absolute, like... Yeah, it come over and come down to my level on the table, like, you're so beautiful. Was that him or was that you? Bam. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let me, let me paint my picture of what actually happened. So, okay, where are the flashing number out? I was, I've, like, I'm even living in Bali for like six years this year. So back then, 2018, went to this place called Darmaria, best Sunday. Like, if you ever come to Bali, come to Darmaria on a Sunday. It's, it's the best time. Uh, house music, sick. Anyway, so I've taken one of my good mates, Benny, uh, over to to Damaria, and so we're going to the Sunday sesh. 
having some food, drinking, and then I was also like running a beach club uh, um, here as Shout well. Shout out Chocola. Shout out Chocola. It's closed. They're doing better moments there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I took some clients from Chocola and I said, hey, let's go to Sunday session at Maria. Let's kick it on. It was like our sister um, restaurant. And then so the boys getting absolutely sloshed. Benny's with me. And then, no, 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 Benny wasn't with me that night. Benny, you met Ben. We met Ben um, later on. Really? No, I think he was there. Like. No, because it was not. Oh, it was the night. Okay, <laughs> thank you. All right. Now we're Now my lines come back. So we've met, we met, and then so this guy from Manchester, funny as fuck dude, fights MMA. But Why don't I remember him? He got super sloshed. He was super, super drunk. Super like sleazy and drunk. He was stupid. Oh my god, I do because we were gonna fuck his off. Yeah, because yeah. him and I had to come oh work and stay this day. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked over and I was like, "Fuck, that chick is so hot." And then he's like, "I'm gonna go talk to her." I was like, "I was like, all right, bro, you go shoot your shot." And I just know that if he goes over there, and then if I come over, I'm gonna be like Batman and like fucking save the day. So that, so that I just went over and <laughs> this guy sits on your table. And then he fucking drinks one of your drinks. Oh my god! I've completely forgotten. Yeah, drinks what? He literally sits down and then goes, "Oh, hey, how are you?" And he's like, "Thanks a drink out of your lane, pretty much full drink." And I was like, "Oh!" And us boys are one laughing and cringing at the same time. Oh my god! So I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, I'm gonna have to go over and like, like sort this. Are you still friends with him? I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Damn. Yeah. So no. No. <laughs> uh, but great guy. It's really fun day. Like wherever you are, hope you're not choking people out. Um, but we had a good time. And so I saw that and I was like, uh and I had a girl I started seeing a girl um at that time. So I wasn't like I couldn't go engage with you, but one of my homies from Sydney was with me and he's like a fucking, you know, great god. So I was like, fuck it, like you like I'll, I'll hook you up. But I have to go save this day. <laughs> yeah. And because you, you're with um, uh, uh, Niamh. Uh, Niamh. 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 Yeah, Niamh. Niamh. Yeah. She's she, doing really well. She's really Oh, my out. God. She's literally, um, she's got, I'm going to Brussels. She basically, she's in a feature film. It's her first feature film. Like, she's the main character. Fuck, I'm it's so happy. Unreal. Um, and... Okay, so the, I love how we just change context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get back to the story later. Canada, the, she's the last film that they're playing at the Canada Film Festival. That's amazing. Which is amazing. Um, and then they're also playing at different places around the world. So I'm going to the one in Brussels because she that's so much. She's so talented. She's, she's so, talented. so talented. Yeah. And also, like I was saying before, it's passion over like everything else. Passion over greed. Yeah. I was saying in some respects I wasn't greedy, but in that respect I was like. Yeah. Don't fucking want to wait till I yeah. get my break. I'll go on Love Island and then I'll do Rihanna. Yeah. See, Neve, Neve has always run with passion. That's the thing I loved yeah. about her when we met that night. She's so passionate. She, we started talking about like, her, like going to all these auditions and consistently going. And she was always trying to get back to, better as an actor. And like now, you know, it's fast forward five years. Yeah, I know. I know. Now, well, it's like, you know, she still works on her... On her I wasn't going to say trade, but like, you know, she is perfecting her trades because I can't think of another word all the time. She goes to classes, like she's always investing in, in that um, and it's paid off like finally. Yeah. She's got a really nice boyfriend and she still lives, she lives in Toronto. We went last year, 
which is really cool. Um, but yeah, it's finally paying off. So I'm hoping this is like her break and yeah. she can like, be on the big screens and then. And then she can come on the bigger screen to, to kill her eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Nick. <laughs> So going back to that night, right? Okay. So this guy is like being super, just absolute idiot. And so I come over and then I sit down next to you and then we start chatting and then I was like, oh, hey, hey, go on, blah, blah. And then we ended up getting along really, really well. And then... That was it. That was it. And then we... Like, like next few weeks. Yeah. Everyone was going to me, who's this great guy? Like, get him with him. And I was like, we actually like just end up being really fucking good mate yeah and also blake is the guy to know in bali like it was it was the true then and it's also true now like my friend when i went for dinner the, the other night she was like blake's a really good person so he knows everyone and i was like well yeah but obviously i didn't know that back then we just got on really well yeah and um, there's no intentions with us. yeah and it was like there's actually there's zero intentions because i already had i was with a girl exactly but the cool thing about you was that you had you were like a million followers but like you're a fucking lord you know and that was sick so and that night we, we got crazy, had a good time, and then... We just spent the next two weeks, Shock. Yeah, and then you came to, like, the club, the, the venue, day club that I was running, and... Let's talk... Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about uh, it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a tequila high club. So we're, we're in a venue. Oh, no. Guys, so, now hang on. Let me talk about this. <laughs> so, obviously, Blake is the man to know, as we've just discussed, and he's the one that is... Sensible in every direction. <laughs> well, I mean, he was a, he was a tequila man back then. Anyway, so we we go to one of his days at Trump Cola, and um, that's Trump Cola, right? Yeah. And um, this guy offers him a like vape thing. It was a vape. It was something from Saudi Arabia. I'll put it that way. Which is probably never good. Yeah. Next for it, he's like, M. because <laughs> no, how it actually was is was the. Who gave it to me? It came from a Saudi prince. And the Saudi prince brought it over because obviously they're well connected. And then I took a hit. But when he was like, oh yeah, take four puffs, the Saudi prince turns around and looks at him and goes, what are you doing, bro? Like, and I was like- I remember that guy. Yeah. And then I was like, ah. Oh. And then we went into the bar and then- <laughs> Yeah, and then he was like, and. <laughs> Do you think, I feel really weird. Do you think, but I can't do the accent where he's like, I feel really weird, can, can you come up, come upstairs me? And it wasn't like a weird, weird thing, which the ex-girlfriend thought it was probably weird. I actually felt it was weird, yeah. It was him, like, hand at night, and Blake's always like cool, like, you know, like he's, he's like vibing all the time, but I just knew on his face there was something wrong. And he's like, well, the next minute, I'm basically giving him a fucking piggyback up the stairs because he's, he's crawling up the stairs like this. So I thought I was on the moon. And he's like, are these stairs moving? And I'm like, no, no, it's fine, just keep going. And he's like, this like on the moon going up the stairs. And then we go into this room. And you know the way he's sat now? And he sat forward on the chair and he's, going, he's like this. Because he was obviously, we hadn't known each other for that long. So he was trying not to be weird. Yeah. But he was like this. So, um, so um, what did you do back home then? <laughs> I just literally just made a small talk. I'm, I'm pissed as well. So I'm like sat on the side being like, yeah, okay. He's, I'm hoping he's not going to die. I was just, like, Gavin was sitting to the island. I swear there was like 20 minutes of me not doing anything. And you would just be like, you were just there, just like, just chilling, just there. You're trying to make sure he's okay. And he's just sat there like this, just asking me what we were doing. Like, people come into the room. Come into the room and be like, hey guys, you're right. Because it wasn't the pool table in there. There was something in there. They called me. There was a photo studio. People will come in and just 
they come in and then they look at us and they'd be like, oh, these weirdos do. And then they just so basically, out. I got spiked because yeah. I thought it was like tobacco or some shit. And then I got spiked. Yeah. By South. Because vapes weren't a thing then either. No. Yeah. So yeah, and then eventually you like, like in Indonesia. I think I'm okay now. And then I came out of it. And then we went downstairs and, and, then, we and then we kicked on. <laughs> was that the umbrella night? Why don't I remember this? So remember from when we were back to your villa? It was a trek for some reason. And then I put on the robe and then had the umbrella. And Wait, like, there has to be video for today. There is a video footage of that. <laughs> Do you not remember this? No, I don't remember this. Lots of time because this podcast has gone way too. I know, you're going to hold the show. Oh, that's a chocolate What the fuck? Yeah, but that was just us the whole time. That was just us chilling. That was what's happening. That's absolutely wild, to be honest. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. So. You've got your retreat going on. You've got the app going on. You're killing it. We've talked about how we met. And I think that's it. I think we'll wrap this up. I've had a really good time. Did we talk about you? No, it's all about you. Really? Yeah. I've got something funny that I want to do to talk about me. It's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, again, let's get back to tequila. How was the orange in tequila? Good. I mean, look, I said funny for you. You're inside. <laughs> That was like went down the street to be fair. Okay, so we went through half a bottle. Uh, you need to now rate the tequila. Hold it. Out of ten, what would you what would you rate it? I rate eighteen hundred. Sorry, say it. Yeah, Reposada. Reposada, eighteen hundred. Ten out of ten. Oh. You know why? Because not just for taste, but experience. Mm. Brings out the chat, brings out the love, and it actually did taste really good. Pairs with it, paired with an orange. I'm pretty sure you're going to get sponsored by an 104. I don't. <laughs> I got about two years to get my my, my fucking brand for tequila high glob up. I just send you everything they send me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, let's wrap. Wait, no. How would you rate this? Uh, I'd give 1800 like a 8.6. Okay. Because. I love it. I love the reposado. Like it's it's amazing. Like when I've given it to a lot of people and we've like had a lot of like when I've been DJing at parties and that. The chat. Yeah. The experience. Experience. Yeah. Um, when you drop it into people's mouths, then people are like, "Oh, I can't do it." I'm like, "Trust me, just give me a little. Give me a little." Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, "Oh wow, it's actually really nice." Yeah. And I think that comes back to the like the butter caramel kind of feel to it. So I really like 1800 because it's a smooth tequila. And it goes down well, and it goes well on neat. It goes well with a shot, but then it, go, it goes great with orange juice. You can't even, because you already have the citrus, right? You already have that yeah, orange feel. So it might yeah, it fuses. So it fuses, and it feels like you're just not drinking it. Mm. So you're not only tasting the citrus in a more stronger way, but you actually still get to go through the tequila, which is Yeah, it complements it very well. So it, it works. Thanks for introducing me to it. You're welcome. You're welcome. I want to use probably the silver next, the silver 1800. Uh, so, there's different. There's like four, actually. They've got uh, quite a range. 1800 now has about... Is this the original? It's not one, the original. No. Nah. Oh, it's not. They always come out with like Reposado. They have a, they'll have a silver, and then they usually have like a really premium. So, But now they've got... One that's a coconut, and I really, I really want to taste that. So, I think that would be really, really smooth. You know, you get the hydration, yeah, but like with the tequila, yeah. but it just tastes really nice. So, yeah, eight point six for me, ten out of ten for Gabby. That's because you were involved. Thank you. <laughs> All right, 
Let's finish it off. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm so I'm so glad we got to do this because you're leaving in a, in two days. I know. Yeah. But this is a pilot, so then when I come back we're in September, have, we're gonna have the full be like episode ten. Episode episode what? What? Will it not be like episode ten? No. Will you? No, it's gonna be episode like a thousand because oh. so many people coming through. And there you go. Because you, you've killed the pilot. <laughs> thank you. Love you. Okay, thank you guys. And again, thank you, Gabby. Thank you, 1800, for this tequila. And we will see you on the next episode where we're going to have a story about another tequila and a story about an absolute another legend. So like and subscribe this. Help us to get this out. And we can't wait to get it on the sauce again with tequila. No, you like.